Good morning, bears and bear-adjacent people. You're kind of like panda bears that aren't really bears. They're like koalas that are kind of like raccoons. Good morning, everybody. I know I'm doing it early because I have to drive to Mohegan Sun Casino to do uh, a set tonight at Comics. The Club Comics at 8 o'clock. So be there. Those are my dogs. Be there or be queer. Speaking of be uh, queer, thanks for the help on Wish You Were Queer. We started uh, randomly writing that yesterday during the live stream. And then you guys wrote some funny comments on it. And so I uh, tweaked the song a bit and did a version. And I'll play it for you right now. Let me know uh, what you think. It's still a little on the, I wouldn't call it serious. I think it would get a laugh in front of an audience, but it's uh, it's a little poignant. But let me know what you think. Hang on, that's the wrong one. That's a new one I'm working on. Here you go. Thank you to everybody who helped write this. It was a ton of fun to work with you guys and uh, make something funny. I hope you enjoy it. sweet and I hope uh, I hope you guys hit the notification bell for your uh, you subscribe to me but you got to hit the notification bell because uh, what happens is if I have to do a show early like today you won't get alerted unless you hit that bell and even if you hit the bell only a percentage of you guys will be alerted so that's why I say that it's it's because um, the alert says when I go live 
And uh, yeah, it's helpful. All right, let's talk about some cool stuff today. Well, first off, I want to uh, hats off to Chris Pratt. I know I talk a lot of shit about Hollywood and it's not because I don't like movie stars or it's not because I don't like people's ability to drink smoothies and have glamorous shirts. You know, I was always a fan of uh, Hollywood and then it just took such a dark turn. Maybe it always has been a propaganda wing of some pretty evil stuff, but uh, Chris Pratt gave a speech yesterday that was uh, great or the day before that was just great. And I know Chris Pratt. He's a great dude, and he's a great influence on kids and on people. And he talked about uh, uh, God, and he talked about, you know, just cool stuff. He's uh, pro-Second Amendment, pro-First Amendment. He's uh, openly Christian, and that's insanely difficult to do in, in Hollywood. And to hear the crowd react when he said, God loves you, and um, everyone just was like, yeah. It was, it was a real, real important moment, I think, and really cool. And uh, I just want to give credit where credit's due. Another person I want to give a shout out to, I can be hard on uh, liberals. Uh, Brett Weinstein is a perfect example of a liberal that I really respect a lot and I enjoy debating and talking with because he's a ethical liberal. He's he's one of those old school progressive types, but very uh, consistent in his philosophy to the point where he was kicked out of the left by Evergreen College uh, because he he's so against oppression and so against, uh, you know, inequality based on race or gender, all that stuff, that when they asked him to not go teach at school because it was the no white school day, like some psychotic policy, he refused. And he also refused to... Um, to go along with the the anti-white equity program because he's so committed to um, being against injustice that it ended up biting him in the ass. And he coined the term black, black supremacy because it's what he saw at the college. And this dude is real left. He's uh, like, I, I call it normal left, like before the madness before all this all started happening, where the left became just this vicious, genocidal, uh, crazy group of crazy people with no moral consistency or no argument or no need for an argument. Just, just your, someone sent me this. This is amazing. You're racist. You're racist. Racist. Uh, define someone who wins an argument against a liberal. That's really true now. And it's weird. But if you want to step back in time... Back to way, way back in the day, like 2009, and see what a liberal once looked like. Check out Brett Weinstein because somehow, maybe he's like slightly on the spectrum or something, but he managed to to be impervious to uh, the rapid change. And and he's got some pretty profound videos. Like he had, he, I just watched one on his YouTube channel yesterday that was all about uh, sociopathy and uh, what it all means. And. Uh, one of my trolls, one of my single white female trolls, I mean, he's a male, but the worst trolls are the ones that were once huge fans of mine and then turned crazy. That's why if you ever send me a an email, I, a lot of times I don't get to see most of them, but uh, if, they're too, if they're very over the top, like how uh, I'm your hero and stuff, I can't really enjoy it as much as I once did because it makes me a little nervous because some of these people have turned... Like, 
sometimes your biggest fans like end up hating you, which is just a bizarre phenomenon. And uh, this dude hates me and for no reason. And he used to like come to my shows and like follow me around and all that. Oh, I actually, I think I did figure it out. I think he liked the power I had because he calls me uh, racist, bigot, homophobe, all that stuff. He's hard left. He's a meme generator. That's his job. And, uh, and of course he's furious that I made fun of Hogg and, and Trudeau and all that stuff. And, uh, but yet some, but yet he was saying how great Chris Pratt was. And I'm like, uh, so, so it's more the power that you like, cause he's a movie star. Cause I'm, I know Chris, me and Chris Pratt once wrote a sketch called hipster hunting where we literally hunted hipsters. Chris Pratt is as American as apple pie. So if people have an issue with, with some of my beliefs, Chris Pratt's not the aggressive, not the, not the provocative type like me. Like I, I'm a poker and I get it. Chris Pratt's probably a lot more, uh, dignified and God bless because he is a movie star, which is way, way cooler. But back in the day when he was just dating Anna Ferris and I was in House Bunny and we would be at like parties and stuff, me and him would always just end up talking and hanging because we were just normal dudes in the sea of, of indoor cats. And uh, he's hilarious. And so I, I, I just think that's, a, that's, that's just an interesting thing when someone likes Chris Pratt, but yet everybody else is a, I think part of it is uh, Pratt did the smart move of not talking about politics. I don't know where he stands on politics and that's probably a smart move. But uh, for me, I kind of, I kind of wanted to talk about politics because I felt that it, it's kind of crazy that conservatives and libertarians are never allowed to talk about politics. Whenever someone tells me that I can't do something that they're allowed to do, I just do it. All right, let's talk hog. David Hogg tweeted, Humans, human beings are not illegal. Human beings are not illegal over and over and over again, right? Human beings are not illegal. Human beings are one thing. Human, just like you, of flesh, blood, and tears. Retweet if you agree. So I hope that applies to the unborn. See, this is where you need pubes to uh, be able to say uh, profound statements like uh, young, young Hogg here. Human beings are not illegal. Of course, he's re uh, referencing... Uh, illegal immigrants or illegal uh, aliens and illegal uh, well unborn babies can get the death sentence I'm pretty sure that women are given a lot stronger border security than the country what if we started a movement called my country my choice it's like my country my choice you know it's all about making it real bitchy and female that seems to like uh, resonate with the left better where you just go my country my choice and then just be like we have the right to to suck these immigrants out with a vacuum cleaner after we crack their skulls for those of you that want to take that out of context of course i'm referencing the uh irony that that is of course what they do with uh abortions and uh this is what i always like to look at is who benefits from these absurd policies and open borders is of course absurd uh, do I like that uh, children are separated from their parents? Well, if they're illegal Mexicans, maybe, because the odds that the parents are sexually or physically abusing the children are very high. I think 7 in 10 uh, children under 12 in Mexico are physically and sexually abused or something like that. 
And this is the thing. These are the tough things that men have to do in society that women aren't as equipped to do. Typically, on average, not always, is make really tough choices because let's say you don't separate the parents or let's say you do separate the parents. There's ups and downs to both. Uh, traffickers, uh, uh, gangs, uh, cartels, anytime you open up uh, an Achilles heel to something, they will exploit it. So let's say you get to go through into America if you have kids. What would that do? It would raise the rate of kidnapping kids and just taking them through the border. That's Of course you would do that. Think about what motivates people. If having a kid means you get to go into America and not having a kid means you don't, what do you think people will start doing? They will start kidnapping kids and using them as um, human passports. And then what do you do with the kid when you're past the checkpoint? Probably put them in a shallow grave. See, this is how it is. And another thing is when you commit a crime, there's uh, a punishment. And the facilities in which the, the, the kids are held short term is without question nicer than what they came from. And um, don't get me wrong, the images bother me. And I had to really uh, gut check this one to make sure I'm not an ideologue because I was so quick to not even listen to uh, the left's argument about this that it made me a little nervous about my own thought process because I'm very, very pro-child safety. For me, that's like one of my main things is uh, uh, being against child abuse, being against child exploitation. So putting a child in a cage, quote unquote, which is how they framed it, the fact it didn't trigger anything in me, I was like, man, am I really not going to let this one in? So I did a lot of research and I really looked into it because I wanted to know if I'm just crazy now where I was like, just, I'm, I'm just so sick. I'm just so sick of the left and their lies and the media that I wouldn't even let in potentially accurate information. So I did, I, I checked out Victor Hansen's um, awesome video about why this is happening, like what the motivations are. I, I checked out what the facilities were, why the history of the laws, how it's merely the enforcement of laws. A lot of people don't understand the executive branch. Their only job is to enforce laws voted by the legislative. Now, saying they're just following the law, uh, I would be a hypocrite if I used that as a, as a, um, as a uh, foolproof argument because I just argued against that principle with Tommy Robinson because they could just say they're following the law that he broke probation by videotaping a trial uh, involving pedophiles. So I, I'm not going to use that argument because I just used that. So... Is it a just law? Yes, it is a just law because a nation has a right to have sovereign borders. My country, my, my rules. So what's going on with, the, with the separating the parents and uh, the children? It's an unfortunate, it's an unfortunate fact of reality. And, and it isn't about, there's no joy in it. No one's abusing the child for the sake of abuse, which is what the left does a lot. Uh... And it's and it was in the main pictures that they're using in the propaganda is uh, they're from the Obama administration. And uh, the goal is simply to get more Mexicans in America because the left wants votes. When they say, think of the children, just know they're full of shit. They're, they're pro-abortion up until birth. 
Abortion itself is the murder of a child. And you can get mad at me all you want. Once Amy got pregnant, my epigenetics probably kicked in and I realized that the point of a man is to uh, protect babies and their woman so that they can be born and then they protect them and give them food. That's kind of why we're here on a very uh, basic secular level is uh, the protection of the unborn and then the, uh, the teaching of the born. So for me, that's just a no-brainer. And it's like they... Another thing is these giant... Victor Hansen broke this down a lot. These giant um, uh, fruit plantations love illegal Mexicans because they get to use 19, 20, 21-year-old males. And then by the time they're 40, 50, uh, they can just get another crop of them. And they don't have to... Um, they don't have to follow the same kind of protocols as uh, what they have to do with legal Americans. Like they don't have to pay workers comp or all that shit. They get to just kind of use them as a form of slave. And uh, the Mexican government profits from this. I'm, I can't remember exactly how, but they make billions of dollars doing this. I just, Hanson explained it very well. And they're so cynical as to the... Uh, as to the uh, quality of the immigrant that they're getting rid of, that they make picture books. The, the Mexican government ma makes picture books about how to get to America and what to do. So um, it's just big money. It's a big money business. And the left wants votes because uh, sane American citizens who pay taxes would never vote for any of their bullshit. So they need to import um, really desperate people that a lot of them can't read. And then hopefully they can get them to a voting booth as soon as possible to vote in uh, the, the desperate and ridiculous nonsense that is socialism. All right. Good times. All right. We have um, 300 people. Yeah, see, that's the thing, guys. You got to hit that, that alert button because if I go early, <clears throat> uh, you won't be notified. Good times. What are you guys talking about here? Mexicans are here uh, because they send money. Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, they, they send money back to Mexico, right. And so that does benefit the, uh, the Mexican government. It's all bullshit. And, and they're trying to pull on your heartstrings. And they, they use weaponized empathy. And my father is a communications professor, so I know exactly what these tricks are. Unfortunately, most people don't. It's called weaponized empathy, where you like... Look at the children. These children just want to play with a toy, like a, like a little red wagon. And then people are like, oh, I had a little red wagon. Man, I miss my, my mother. I hope she's in heaven. You know, you're already like invested. This child just wants to be free. But meanwhile, Freedom relies on uh, uh, closed borders. I mean, that's what you need freedom for that. But but they, they just use this shit where it's like the mean men, and then everybody in their heads like I once knew a mean man, and then they're now putting the face of that person onto the situation. Mean men want to put the children in cages because they hate them. <coughs> Are you going to let it happen? Are you going to let this child be beaten and raped and murdered? It's just such bullshit.
Weaponized empathy. Uh, advertisers know how to do it. Governments know how to do it. It's uh, it's it's not that hard. It's it's obnoxiously easy to weaponize empathy. Trump's done it before. He's uh, he's weaponized it with uh, with imagery where he's like talking about ISIS putting people in cages and setting them on fire and stuff like all those. Just over the top, unnecessary details are what really gets you going, you know. And so that's what they're doing with these children. They're like, they're like, look at the face of this brown boy. Want to know why he's in a cage? Greed, racism, and men. It's just ridiculous. And and the and the thing is, it's so effective. But the problem of it is, there's almost like, uh, it's almost like burning like burning oil, like there's fumes left. When you do weaponized empathy, you leave a minefield behind you of empathy. That's why the left is out of their fucking minds because they were told uh, Donald Trump is Adolf Hitler over and over and over again until they, their emotions all aligned with that. And so then when you realize he isn't, you can't deal with it because there's just minefields everywhere of everything triggers you to think that uh, he's Adolf Hitler. And then uh, the fact that you can't come to terms with that causes uh, something called cognitive dissonance. And to the point now, because Hillary Clinton spent, spent almost $2 billion on, uh, on, on emotionally getting people on her side. And it still didn't work because she's such a vile bitch. But all that, all those minefields are all laid. They're all out there. You know, Trump did it a little bit. Trump did had had a minefield. If he didn't get elected, there would have been people that that uh, couldn't come to terms with it, and they would think that the election was uh, was fixed. But not even close to what the left did. The left just did it all because they used uh, they used the tools of women. The right uses tools of men more: patriotism, duty, honor, uh, grit. Stuff like that are like the tools of the right. The tools of the left is uh, uh, empathy, compassion, uh, you know, equality, all that shit, all that nonsense bullshit, you know. And there's an element, there, there's a place for that, but we're so past that. It's like saying, it's like the tools of the right. Imagine if this was Sparta. Like we're so past the need for people to talk about it. That it's a joke. Like if we were in Sparta and people were like, we need more patriotism. Everyone would be like, we have plenty of patriotism. This is Sparta. Everyone says it all the time and kicks people in wells. That's all we do. Like that's when the right goes way far is Sparta. Like right now the left has gone so far that we're in just this bleeding, crying sack of female shit of a society where it's like, why can't we ra- let them rape? The migrants just want to rape. There's a way to go too far right. It's 300. 300 is conservative porn. You know? So if we lived in a society where it was like, the weak, the weak were forced to, to battle the wolf. And that's when he knew he would either be dead or a, stronger, a slightly stronger soldier. And he couldn't wait to die for his country. Like that shit, it's pretty great to watch, but a society that void of femininity, you know, I could see a need for that where, where just one person was like, hey, you know, I'm an artist. Can I just hang back and sculpt? And it's like, 
This is Sparta, though. Like, you get, a, you get a spear and you stab Persians with the spear. That's all you do. <clears throat> and right now, we're on the, the female side. We're uh, toxic. We're matriarchal. We're toxic matriarchy. Hilarious. All right. Oh, here's a couple super chats. Can't be surprised by David Hogg's behavior. He is a Dave after all. Very good point. Can you please do a Team America theme song about Trump and Space Force? That's hilarious. I'll, I'll, I'll get to that. A little love for the Big Bear from the High Baird fam. Thanks. You're, you rule. Uh, effing Panda Express gave me food poisoning. This is just what I need to get me through. Thanks, Big Bear. Yeah, don't trust pandas. They won't fuck for their own survival. They're black, white, and Asian. You know? They're, they're, they're just too mixed. All right. So here's the song I was working on. Sparta had progressive ideals with property ownership, even passing to daughters or wives with no issue. Large portions of Spartan land was owned by females. Well, yeah, well, that's the irony. If you, uh, if you give that much power to men, they get really into uh, protecting women. But you get my point. Just, just go, just, you get my point. Um, what was I going to play? Your old man was my professor to Swigo. He was awesome. We talked. Sweet. Yeah, he's an incredible man. He's an incredible mind. This is why, well, me and him disagree a lot on politics, but the irony, of course, is he gave me all the skills to understand. If he was younger, he's 76. If he was 50, there's no way he'd, he'd be on board with the left. None. He was raised in a Chicago working class where Democrats were associated with, uh, with like steel workers and shit like that. So it, I, I do believe that there, unless you uh, really try and do exercises to keep neuroplasticity, there's a time when your brain really does um, start getting pressed where it's really uh, hard to, to learn new things or come up with new uh, ideas. Like I know my dad's ethics would not line up at all with the modern left. That's just me hypothesizing. But he taught me how to spot rhetoric uh, how to spot propaganda, how to see what is uh, weaponized empathy, how to uh, move populations into thinking certain ways. And I was always raised that it was the, the Republicans, those damn Republicans that was, were doing it. But it, it turns out it's not. Uh, your dad would end up like Brett Weinstein today. He would, absolutely. And he would put his foot down and he would be kicked out because my dad has a gentleness about him that always would gravitate more towards the left. Like, just like Brett Weinstein has a gentleness about him, but he, my dad's also, like, a fierce motherfucker. Like, he will not move on things. And he would end up, uh, he would have ended up getting kicked out of the campus if he was in. You have to also understand that SUNY Oswego isn't exactly Evergreen State. Like, Evergreen State got to see the result of true modern progressivism and it is a fucking nightmare all right so hang on better uh better dead than red bear hey big bear will you be uh be on later when you move to the left coast i'll work that out with you guys i will ask the patreons and the subscribers and we'll just talk about it and i want to know what is the most convenient for you because i can anytime from 6 a.m till noon i can start the show but 
I saw the vids on Evergreen. WTF is wrong uh, with them. Oh, they uh, they followed the natural progress of white self-hate. It becomes black supremacy in which they wouldn't let white people drink out of certain water fountains. They wouldn't let white people eat food. They wouldn't let they would take things from white people and say, I, I'm owed this. When you create, I'm going to give up. Yeah, Barry Jew, you can have your wrench. I heard you've been spiraling. There you go, buddy. Uh, when you, uh, when you uh, really convince somebody that, that they're owed reparations, like they'll start believing it and they'll start feeling like they have a right to just take it back, you know? And uh, there's a lot of white cucks. There's a lot of self-hating cucks. There's a lot of whites that were uh, raised horribly, that their parents both worked and they have a self-hatred about them that is pretty gross. All right, so this is uh, a song I was I was working on yesterday that I wanted to throw by you guys. <clears throat> I just think that I think it's a funny argument that when people talk about border security, just go my country, my choice. Because then if they say that isn't okay, say okay, then abortion isn't okay. You want to really do that? <clears throat> yeah, the bear Jew, uh, the, the bear Jew, uh, his mental health was in in question. You know, damn notification. I know all you guys have to hit the notification bell because that's why I do it the same time every day because I am shadow banned. Even people with a notification bell, only about 10% get it. It's a fact. I'm shadow banned. I don't, most people, all you have to do is subscribe and you get alerted, not me. So uh, just subscribe and hit the notification bell. That way you can uh, join the fun. I found your red shit. I don't get notified. I know, it's crazy. Oh, and we have a system coming online soon that will alert people. Oh, you talking about the bear cave? Oh, I know. The bear cave is legit as F. I didn't get notified and I have a bell confirmed. Oh, yeah, it's a percentage. That way it seems like I'm the crazy one because someone will be notified and then others won't. Better dead than red bear. I'd like to see you interview Crowder. Um, yeah, I can do that. Crowder works all the time. Just understand that all the time. Steven Crowder works so much, it's a health issue. So I like to give Crowder as much space as humanly possible. And uh, that's because I love him. And that's just the straight up truth. Like, I love that dude and I want him to um, stay healthy. So, uh, oh, and you heard David Hogg got an upcoming book. Oh, yeah, it's probably called How to Be Retarded or "What Life Without pubes <laughs> uh, I like good Crowder yeah dude Crowder's great but he doesn't have an off switch he runs himself he runs himself to the point where uh, the the normal advice I give young people or guys in general is try harder Crowder's one of five people in my life probably total that I my advice is uh, relax because he just goes when he's not doing, he, he writes, he produces, he shoot, he, he has a tiny team. It's, uh, he's just so passionate that he like, just can't stop, but he's working on it. I mean, when I hang with him, he's all about, uh, he's all about, um, enforced relaxation. Like he'll be like, and he'll like, cause he knows I'm the same way. I'm a word. I'm a, I'm a machine, which is bad. And uh, he'll be like, dude, put on 
Put on the eye mask and get in the and get in the uh, the hammock. Even if you don't go to uh, sleep, like sit there in blankness. Don't listen to podcasts. Don't read books. Don't prepare. Don't run. Just seriously, don't do anything. And I'll be like, but and he's like, dude, twenty minutes in the hammock. Like you have to get to that point when you when you're as uh, ravenous as people like me and him are. You, Stephen, Jordan, and Joe are my favorite things to share. Oh, thanks, Frank. That means a lot, buddy. Um, all right. Spiraled featuring Dom Tough as Saddam. Well, you might have to spiral a little more. Bear Jew uh, has, held the, uh, has held my mic for me as a mic stand. Crowder's built the wall, changed my mind, was hilarious. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fucking hilarious. And the amount of threats he gets... Like when that dude ran on stage in that video of mine <coughs> uh, where I was doing the Tommy Robinson song in uh, Bellevue, he was like, dude, I would have just put two bullets in him immediately. <laughs> and that would be the smart move. I mean, dude, Crowder's on ISIS's hit list. All right, so anyway, here is, uh, here's the new uh, song I was working on. It goes, Hello. Gonna join the conversation. I don't know what you are talking about, but I feel, uh, but I feel I should start to shout economics. I know I've heard that word somewhere, not sure what it means at all, but we need trans queer bathroom stall. There is no pain, cause I have no accountability <coughs> Nothing I say means anything to me Facts are, uh, facts are lame and I hate consistency uh, You're a white, it's so high for my voice this early You're a white male so you have nothing to say to me And then when I was a child I had opinions and my parents always said I was right I am rich and I am white, but I identify as trans, gay, and drive an SUV. And then it goes, ah, I have become uncomfortably dumb. It's I've become uncomfortably dumb. That's the new song idea. So if you have any ideas and you're watching this video right now, please write them in the comment section. Let's write this thing as a team. That was my first crack at it. I'm a big concept guy. I'm big at the overall picture. I'm a good uh, conductor of a fine, fine orchestra. And I feel like the unbearables are a... Uh, a well-tuned orchestra that I get to go like this. Dun, 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 dun. It should be comfortably dumb. Maybe. Uncomfortably dumb is pretty hilarious, though. So, uh, in the comments, please write... Please write lyric lyrics. Comfortably dumb is better. Oh, well, now I'm starting... You might be changing my mind. Uncomfortably dumb. Someone else likes uncomfortably dumb. Uh, I have become comfortably dumb. What about I'm comfortably... Dumb. Um, Bear, shoot out a $2 super chat and you're set. Uh, you guys are having a side. I vote comfortably dumb. Wow, you guys seem... And then some Ethan says uncomfortably all the way. Well, let's not just focus on that one. And let's, uh, let's uh, get some more lyrics in there. Uh, comfortably. Wow, you guys are going comfortably. I've become comfortably dumb. See, I was seeing it from the uh, perspective of other people. Like, you're uncomfortably dumb to be around. But I guess it, if it is, 
I have become comfortably dumb, but you have become uncomfortably dumb. <coughs> Their perspective is funnier. Yeah, it is. So, hello. I have an opinion. I have no knowledge at, at all. But I have bizarre. I don't know. But I want to talk about a bathroom stall. Economics. It sounds like patriarchal nonsense. Uh, if we're writing it in the first, comfortably dumb, third, uncomfortably dumb. Right on. So let's go first perspective. Oh, and you got to rock the ending soul on the piano. Well, I'll do it with a uh, harmonica. Or no, with a kazoo. Hello, is anybody genderqueer? I want to make this one uh, open to all the dumb people on the internet. Because gender, like... Non-binary gender queer is, is so over the top. That's huge in colleges right now, by the way, though. And if you guys want a little hope, I looked at my Instagram demographics and my main audience is 15 to 34. So young people are not as retarded as they appear. <clears throat> yeah, leave your lyrics in the comment section, says Herman Long, a, our registered Asian. Uh, just not if you like uh, queer things. Just not if you like queer things. That's hilarious. No, we are not. No, there's a bunch of uh, there's a bunch of really good people in this upcoming generation. Uh, Stormy says, "Continue to let down spiral. It's delicious." Oh, I know. I, I I'm into it. Uh, hey, Big Bear, can't sleep. Any tips on fighting demons that keep you up at night? Regards, Blue Mountain Bear. Yeah, exhaust yourself physically. And don't eat sugar or carbs within uh, four hours of sleep. And drink a lot of water. And white noise. Um, a fan or something like that. Because sometimes if you have uh, high anxiety or if, if you are in a state of uh, perpetual something's coming because of demons. You, you don't want to anticipate noises. Like little creaks and stuff like that. You want white noise. And uh, a lot of it has to do with physical exhaustion. If you haven't exhausted yourself, then uh, you don't even know if you have insomnia yet. Your body might just want to do physical work. And if you are physically disabled and can't do that, um, there has to be some kind of movement you can do with your body. Unless you're quadriplegic, there's some joint that will move. And just move. Uh, hey, Big Bear. Can, uh, all right. I might have to let my dogs in in a second. Meditation and breathing helps too. Yeah, see, I don't, I'm not good at that. That helps a lot of people. But for me, I just start focusing on breathing as, as great as I can. Like if I'm doing like a, you know, in, in and then hold for a few seconds with my belly full and then a, a slow let out. And then like you, you envision all the stress relieving your mouth. I just focus so much on being awesome at that that I almost become ambitious at breathing. And it has... Uh, the absolute opposite effect. All right, let me let me open my PayPal to make sure, to see if uh, people are feeding the bear. I'm going to show you guys because I, I I played the the song earlier of uh, "Wish You Were Queer." It got a uh, a copyright strike, so I may have to take it down. I don't know what that means, but uh, because everything's going to start getting a copyright strike, guys. There's uh, big news in the internet world. I talked about it yesterday that uh, they're really starting to, to crack down on copyrights, which is just complete BS. It's only to, uh, it's only to censor. 
It's only censorship. Uh, hey, Big Bear, check this out. I don't even know where to begin. I guess they admit that children need a mother and a father. Oh, it's a YouTube clip. <clears throat> yeah, like if I play YouTube clips, it takes it down. Even, I don't know. I was about to say something that I can't prove, so I'm not even going to say it. All right, what do you guys want to talk about? Uh, what, uh, what, Roger Waters is a big lefty. Yeah, but you can separate art from the man, especially in uh, when it's that many dec decade, uh, decades separating it. You're totally right. Uh, you're allowed to parody. Not, not according to YouTube. I mean, I'll show you guys right now. And... Oh, shoot, shoot with guck. Oh, here we go. Uh, this always makes me laugh. Like when they have to write an absurd thing in, uh, in the title of something. This happened when I tested for Saturday Night Live back in, way back in the day is they would have to, like, the lawyers would have to read out the names of these absurd things. It's like, look at this. A copyright claim was created for content in Wish You Were Queer by Dink Floyd. Like, they have to, uh, a copyright owner using content ID claims some material in your video. Well, seeing as I didn't use, let's watch it. Let's watch it right now, and I want anyone with any law backgrounds to let me know what potentially could have been copyright. I mean, there's a really good chance it's just trolls, because the trolls are coming at me again hard. Man, they're thirsty little fuckers. I thought that uh, that the fact that I now have a pretty stable audience and uh, I'm I'm clearly out of Hollywood and and I'm off Twitter, that uh, they would relax. But this is the thing: evil requires the destruction of good. It can't, evil can't exist without what well good exists. And I'm not saying me good they evil. My ideas and my message is good. Uh, the message of um, constant destruction of everything is bad, is evil. And so they require me to shut up or change my mind or hate myself or kill myself. The amount of people that are telling me, all right, well, I'll just give you one. I'll just give you one. And I have fun with these guys. I have fun with these guys. And then we'll play Wish You Were Queer. But here's one. I don't know if I screenshot it. Screenshotted. Oh, I know a YouTube channel that I like is uh, Twang and Bang. Dude, they have these uh, automatic air rifles that are insane. There's these uh, Air Force Texans. They're super cool. Uh, well, here's something funny while I look for my uh, the troll thing. Someone sent me this. Uh, where's the troll thing? It's about how to talk to tall people. Why is it always our... Our responsibility to, to kneel down next to your small ass. We have bad backs, yo. Okay. Like, this is constant. And by the way, a lot of these people do exist. This isn't just algorithmic bullshit. Like, I know, I know people that are this crazy now and talk to me this way. All right, this dude just writes on my page, This dude is a fucking piece of shit. I hope your family rots in hell. Along with you. How dare you attack the Parkland survivors? Just think about what that means. All right. What if it was your kid's asshole? You ruined your career. Okay. So he hopes my two-year-old rots in hell because I was insensitive about Parkland survivors. By the way, my views would keep more children safe. 
And I, the weaponized empathy doesn't work on me because I know that children are worth the fight because I have them. I'm about to have another one. And uh, to act like guns are the problem and not evil and not responsibility and not safety is how you get more kids killed. Anyway, so I wrote, he has no pubes, though, which I find off-putting. I'd sacrifice everything to not bend the pube knee. By the way, your mom is promiscuous. That's how, like I just have fun with it. I get it all the time. People call me toxic, vile. People that were once knew me. Your 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 words are hate. And then, if, if given enough time, yesterday, and I love when you guys jump in and just argue the points well. That's why I was so lethal on Twitter, is because the bears are like smart and and they're kind which is a weapon that they don't see coming that we aren't the type of people to be like i hope your mom gets cancer no it's like okay what's your point like all the all big bear is saying is suicide is cowardly what's your point we'll say that to the daughter of anthony bourdain it's like i'm she probably agrees she just lost her dad because he was sad uh you know, and if you and if given enough, when you're just like, show me where I'm hateful, show me my vile, show me where I'm vile, show me, and then they start contradicting themselves and say stuff like, I can say anything I want on the internet. It's like, well, you just told me I'm not allowed to. I should be silenced because I mocked Justin Trudeau. You know, this dude was saying I was a bully for mocking the Prime Minister of Canada, who's removing the rights of their citizens and funding ISIS. We all know it's nonsense, but it's effective when people don't put in the effort to learn anything. When people don't know about what is really going on at the American border and how a nation requires a border to have um, anything, to have safety or any type of social programs, they're all gone if you just let in anybody because they'll just come in and take all the shit. But the left wants them to come in and take all the shit because they just keep printing more money in future debt. It's called unfunded liabilities. I guarantee not one of these trolls even knows what that means. It means we're $150 trillion in debt for what we promised people in the future for the leftists to get elected. And those are my kids and your kids and their kids' kids will all be debt slaves because these nonsense people want more power and money and the way they get it is weaponized empathy and i am not okay with that and so when you have these people calling me vile racist pig that's why your support is awesome and uh for anyone who's ever super chatted or uh patreon become a patreon or subscriber or any of that that's how i get to keep going because if not this dude yesterday and some of you guys were a part of that conversation on instagram when i when i gave chris pratt props this guy was just, he's like, you are toxic, you're a bully, you are vile, you should be shut down, no one will work with you, you know, you have to perform in, in gymnasiums now, but, you know, and that's how they crush people. They isolate, because these are herd mentality people. These, like, what, what this dude is, what Meryl Streep is, what a lot of these people are, is they're kings of the rabbits, they're, they're the zebra king. Where when you don't follow the, the zebra rules, they isolate you and they just start pecking you. And the whole thing is they try to socially destroy you because uh, humans are such social animals that if they say enough words that don't need any evidence at all, there's no evidence that I'm a racist. There's no evidence. I am a sexist. I don't think that there should be, uh, that there should be differences in opportunity for women than men. But men and women are just vastly different. 
I think the ist implies someone's better or worse, which I am not. I'm not saying men are better or women are better, but they're just so vastly different that if someone called me a sexist, I mean, yeah, I'm not a racist though. Like when I meet someone, the race is not a major factor at all. It's, it's, it's below pant style or how they speak or uh, facial tattoos, for example. Like a white guy with a facial tattoo versus a black guy without a facial tattoo, my um, in-group, out-group preference would be aligned with facial tattoo, not race. So I'm not a racist. I am a sexist in, in a sense, but not in a supremacy sense. I'm not, I don't think women should be subjugated. I don't think there should be laws limiting female freedoms. But I think that women are not as good at uh, leadership positions and men are not as good at child rearing. And I don't care if people think that's hate speech. It's one of the truest things that I've ever seen and continue to see over and over and over again. <laughs> and I think not admitting that uh, is horrible for children and um, horrible for any nation led by these uh, these women that, that are like Angela Merkel and all these all these European female premieres are just um, horrifying because they had that maternal shit doesn't work with border with border security. I mean, I liked Margaret Thatcher on a lot of levels. I thought she did a pretty good job. But then again, she's despised by a lot of women and the left. Uh, but she was pro-capitalism. She's pro-competition. But female instincts are, without question, egalitarian. I have that whole bit about men are capitalists, women are communists. I did the bit back when people could just laugh at obvious truths. <clears throat> yeah, like Ann Coulter is a, a powerful woman who is a good leader. But that's the irony is like she's seen as non-female. Like everybody fucking attacks the hell out of her. But she, like Ann Coulter, is one of those women that will do what needs to be done. And for that reason, she won't get the uh, that like sympathy leftist bullshit. Nikki Haley is another one. Totally. Yeah, there are women that can get shit done. But you have to understand is most women have allegiance. And they should, by the way, have allegiance to uh, children above nation because that's their role. And then men have uh, would have legion to their nation and their family over just random children because that's what they do. <laughs> so my joke about men being capitalist, women being communist is uh, when a woman's having a bad night in a friend group, that's the one who sets the tone, you know? Where it's like one girl's not having fun, then all the girls have to leave. Oh my God, Tina's sad. Let's go home and lick her tears, you know? And men, it's like, Brian's sad, ditch him, he's dead weight, you know? And I do this longer and more nuanced, obviously. But then the opposite is true. When a man is great, that man is fast. Um, wow, it doesn't even say you're live on my subs list. Oh, I'm shadow banned. That's why I do it at the same time every day. But it's important you subscribe and hit the uh, notification button. Anyway, he's the fastest, make him captain. I like the fast guy, women are, she's the prettiest. Tell everybody she has herpes. Right, and and we all know it's true because women are biologically designed to be um, to rear children, and you don't want to favor one one-year-old over another one-year-old. You want to keep them all as safe and protected as humanly possible, and let them get to a point when they can start revealing what their strengths are and what their uh, nat uh, natural inclinations are. Uh, men aren't designed that way, so. 
that's why it's like that. And like when women are just picking berries, it's a much different skill than hunting. And that's why we are different. And you can't believe in evolution. You can't believe in science, like basic uh, scientific principles and not believe that. You can't believe that a woman creates a, a baby and gives birth to a baby and breastfeeds a baby and men don't. And we wouldn't have vastly different biological uh, uh, abilities and desires and tendencies. It can't possibly happen. You can tell the lineage of where someone's people are from by the size of their nostrils because a, a bigger nostril is better with warm, moist air. That's how fine-tuned the environment can do to our, us physically. Now compare ovaries and uterus and estrogen versus dick, balls, muscles, and uh, testosterone. It can't be more different. And so to say that women and men are the same and the only differences in job frequency is oppression is actually horrible for women because now women are trying to act like men and also have the roles of women, which is impossible. I've been here for, I'll be without my family for a month and I suck at it. I suck at getting the things done that Amy is, is naturally very good at. I'm horrible. It's very stressful for me to be a, uh, someone who works hard and does my career and makes money and uh, stuff like that and also does domestic duties. It's not great for me. And so I, I can't imagine what a woman has to go through when she does domestic duties and raises children and also has to go into work and make a bunch of money. That sounds like it probably causes a tremendous amount of stress for her. And so it's not compassionate to... Uh, it's not compassionate to put people in these no-win situations, to put border agents in a situation where they can't enforce the law that was voted on in a democracy. It's, it's not kind. This is short-term uh, weaponized empathy that isn't good for people. You know, if someone has, if someone's obese, if someone's 400 pounds, to say they're big boned and healthy the way they are and it's all genetic is not helping them. You should say, you should lose weight, bud, because I love you and I want you on this earth longer. But, I, you know, I eat, I don't eat too bad. No, you do. You drink too much and eat too much. You do. And I'm only saying that because I love you. If I didn't, if I cared more about my self-image than I did people, I would just go along with what everybody says. I'd be like, oh yeah, Anthony Bourdain is finally free. You know, these kids in the cages have to be set, set loose in America and because if not, they're sad and, you know, everyone should have socialized health care and saying these things is not love. That's how you get more social approval because there's people that benefit big on that, uh, but it does not help anybody. It does not help the people that don't understand how socialism works and how you would dismantle our healthcare system long-term make it more expensive for everyone and it would collapse it's the same with the borders if you just say everybody gets let in the nation falls nothing means anything those those mexicans are used as slave labor for giant uh farms for the wealthy in los angeles and a lot of these border towns these are undocumented uh laborers a lot of the women are raped you know so many women are raped trying to uh come into this country illegally because they have to work with Criminals they have to work with coyotes. So uh, 
an insane pr pr proportion of the women and the girls and the children are raped by these coyotes as payment to get into America. So they just were traumatized, which I'm convinced lowers uh, IQ. I think that's one of the big, I think bell curve IQ things, I think a major factor that people aren't really going into is the trauma of children. Because I think it, it closes you down and makes you a little more about, hang on, take a break from immigration until it's straightened out. <clears throat> I don't know, whatever. Trauma definitely lowers IQ. Yeah, I think, I think some of the racial disparities in IQ are explained by trauma. And I think that's an even harder thing to face than race. I think it's a lot easier just to say racial differences. Well, what about how they raise kids? What if you're part of a race in an area that seems like they just beat the shit out of kids? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Check out uh, Stefan Molyneux's Bomb in the Brain series. It's, that's why I will always love and respect Stefan Molyneux is uh, his, his incredible work he's done trying to convince people to not abuse children and showing the long-term effects of it on society, on the child, on the people around the child, on everything uh, is so important what he does because that's the root of all of it. If you want to change the world, you'd be a good dad or you'd be a good mom. Oh, it's not just trauma, it's malnutrition. Yeah, that's huge in Sub-Saharan Sub Africa. Like average IQ of Sub-Saharan Africa is 70. Average IQ of uh, African-American is 85. So just that alone, it's kind of like uh, Americans being a lot fatter than uh, a lot of Europeans. Uh, genetics don't work that fast, where it's not like all these Europeans come to America and all of a sudden our genes shift and now we're super big boned. No, it's, uh, it's because we eat high fructose corn syrup and uh, a bunch of this shit. And then you go to Europe and everyone's really thin. It's because they don't have the same shit in their food. It's the same with the IQ in Sub-Saharan Africa and America because uh, pregnant women in Africa eat like shit. They don't get any uh, nutrition. And then, of course, there's a lot of beatings and whatnot and uh, lead and, and heavy metals and, 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 and just constant trauma. When you're in a state of chaos, you're, uh, you're, your cortisol just pumps. And cortisol is dangerous and it's not good for... Um, oh, this is... Owen, my mom married my stepfather after he molested me. He had to live with until I was old enough to get the F out of there. That's, that's horrible. Yeah, women valuing safety and status over uh, doing what's right and freedom is horrifying. And women are very, also can be very violent. And I think African-Americans in America have a lower average IQ because I think, this is anecdotal and I'm no scientist, but I think, uh, I think that single African-American mothers are very likely to beat the shit out of their kids. I know a lot of black dudes that uh, would just call it a whooping, but not like the spanking that I knew that I was used to, like more of the white farm type spanking. But it's like, I'm just going to spank you, buddy. No, the chaos of just, of just beating, you know? And that, I think, will lower the average IQ of a population. Now, is there racial differences? Probably. There's differences in everything between races, like on a slight level. Shit, like you're... you're tendency to get rickets you know but i think that the main thing the real thing is child rearing <clears throat> i'm really sorry to hear about um your stepfather that's horrible because that that hurts more than trauma is is having someone that that is supposed to love you and care about you sell you out i was uh talking to a buddy about that who was uh molested 
And that's one of the reasons that, uh, you know, a lot of people with addiction problems come from uh, that type of situation, but a lot more than the, uh, than the molestation. Because my town, almost everyone got molested on some level. Like, like uh, I have candy in my pocket, you know, or guys would just uh, run around whacking off in the, in the woods. It's almost comical. It was so prevalent. The real trauma came when the parents didn't believe the kid or the parents would tell the kid to be quiet. That's the bomb in the brain. You just speculate and speculate. But yeah, it's also called talking. One more and you're out. Uh, uh, you're out. You're out. <clears throat> I think it's hilarious when people just are like, well, I get to say anything. Yeah, speculate. I'm talking about uh, a friend and uh, being molested right now. Yeah, I can say whatever the fuck I want. <clears throat> so anyway, it's when, um, it's when people that are supposed to love you and care about you don't protect you. And that's happening in Britain right now is the cops aren't pursuing the people hurting kids. And that's when you feel really scared and really angry and that resentment and that hate that comes not from the trauma. Uh, it doesn't come from the, from being assaulted. It comes when you realize there's no one there to help you and no, and the people that say they were to help you, uh, are liars. That happened to me in LA when a friend of mine was raped and, and the cops didn't do anything. And I realized that, uh, uh, that there was political forces saying not to pursue illegal or foreign men raping women. And I, at that point, I knew that I, I had to get Amy out of there and I had to get out of there. My stepfather molested me every day for 11 years from age five. I was super afraid to say anything because he would always tell my mom I was a bitch when I wasn't nice to him. I put him in prison now. Hell yeah, you did. And that's why you're a bear. Most bears have, 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 I've found are typically intelligent, uh, good-hearted people that have faced some sort of uh, trauma or, or something that they had to overcome. And, and I think that's one of the reasons why, uh, why we seem to be less uh, susceptible to empathy weapons. Because I know it was used against me growing up with uh, situations of uh, attempted molestation or attempted abuse on me uh, because I, I learned how to fight through it and I learned what it is and I learned how evil people can truly become. I know that Owen is, is bought by the Jews because I'm the guy who sent him shekels. That's right. I have my shekels right here. I'll show them to you. Yeah. You guys want to see what happens when you're nice to the Jews? You guys want to see? Yeah, keep talking shit about Israel. And don't get this. That's right. These are actual shekels, by the way. Look at that. These are like old. I'll show them to do that. These are like old school, like uh, antiques almost. But yeah, so all you have to do is once a week say you like Ben Shapiro and you get shekels in a mail. It's in a little leather pouch. Um... I think it's pleather. I think the Jews are always trying to save a nickel. But uh, it's a pouch that appears to be leather-ish. And in them... Oh yeah, if you hit the like button on this video right now, that's just enough love to the Jews where you will get uh, a form of shekel. Not quite a shekel. You get a fake shekel. Use the pleather to store birch gold. Yeah, it's true. Big Bear, you and Peterson finally led me to the light, convinced me to unfuck my life and ask my girl to marry me. 
Wedding is Saturday. 168 family uh, family members and uh, 168 family members and just one friend for each of us there. Just wanted to thank you. By the way, you made the right call on that for the wedding. I think it's all about blood relatives and maybe one or two, like maybe a best friend. Because if not, you just open the floodgate. But I appreciate that compliment and that means a lot to me. And that's the best, that's the thing that lets me know that I should get up every day and write two hours and talk for two hours a day uh, to you guys. The main thing is when I get messages like that saying, uh, I finally am going to have a family or I'm finally uh, going to uh, remove myself from people in my life that, that want to hurt me. Those are the two things that really, um, that really do it for me personally. When, especially when people say uh, we're having a baby because uh, I'm finally ready to be a father because I get to watch you be a father and not be a pussy and be a good dad and still have fun. And so now I, I, I want to be a dad. Like those things, uh, they, they get me jammed up, man. I love it. That, that lets me know that there's uh, some real good happening here because there's nothing like family in this world. Nothing. Elijah says, we're having a baby in three months. I love it, baby. I love it. Our kids will be friends. Uh, if dating longer than five years does not get you married, stats do not favor it will end well. Yeah, we need a rabbi blacksmith to make shekels. We do. We need shekels. Yeah, congrats, Elijah. What a great name. All right, next up. Thanks for speaking up about the opioid crisis and selfishness of suicide. Last year, my uncle died of a fentanyl overdose here in Rochester. Your stream with Guck was very insightful. Fight the good fight. Thanks again. Anytime, Ethan, and I'm really sorry to hear that. And yeah, opioids and suicides are a real, uh, a real plague right now on America and uh, probably the world, but I know America. I don't want to country-splain anybody. But uh, yeah, speak, condemning it is, is important. Condemning suicide, condemning opioids, uh, just, just that rough but necessary take on it. And I, I get, I've been getting just harassed about my take on, on suicide and even opioids. You know? All right. Oh, one thing I will add, another end to opioids isn't uh, trauma. It's also pain. Some people have gotten addicted to opioids because of pain management. And that's a whole different thing. Uh, some people are in a great deal of pain. And um, I can't really speak on that because I, I, I don't know that angle. I know the addiction angle of uh, trauma, but I don't, uh, I've never had chronic pain. So I don't know what that's like. And I, I think some people can manage it. Some people can't. And that's just the unfortunate reality of, uh, of that. And I, again, I don't know enough about it to really make a, a statement because I think that if I'm wrong, that could affect people negatively. Um, what do you think about a five foot one guy whose wife is six one, AKA me love Amazon. I'm an architect. I'd love to be verified as something related to architecture, designer bear, bear architect or house bear. Thanks. That's fine. Good for you. You guys will have average, average size kids and uh, you sound pretty confident, which is, uh, which is, uh, the main thing plaguing the midges, the shorts, the non normies. Cause I'm a heightist. My daddy's a heightist. His daddy was a heightist. All we've ever known is nothing but hate for you little men. Cause you're out there running around trying to get bigger dicks and making life bad for us. Trying to buy your fancy cars and, and you go to war. You go to war with people just so you can get more stuff to hide the fact you got no dick. 
But you sound hilarious. So yeah, welcome, um, Architect Bear. I love Architect Bear. You sound like you, uh, you know what you love, and uh, and you and you rock it, and you're a smart dude, and you're a bear, and uh, it sounds fucking great. There's a good chance that she loves short guys, because uh, women like tall men. But at six one, I don't think that that's really a thing, because, you know, that would require her to to want someone that's like me that's fucking psychotically tall that you know I think a lot of super tall women I know one tall woman that that hates the fact that people assume she likes tall men she's like what fuck you guys and so she exclusively almost dates guys that are like you know halfies like old Robert Schumann old uh, designer bear or uh, architect bear now they're not people McNuggets people McNuggets are legitimate midgets he's a he's a midge He's a midge, uh, you know, and I got nothing but hate for them midges. Us normal sized men are out there just trying to have a family, just doing yard work, just trying to get by. And these, and these, these shorties over here, these shorters, the shorters are out trying to take over the goddamn world just so that they can get more shiny stuff to trick women into breeding with them, even because they know they got shit genes. All the evil in this world comes from short men. Short men that just wanted someone to suck on their dicks. Because they know the only way they could trick a woman into sucking on their dicks was to design a big old house for a big rich man. What'd you have to do for that rich man, old old ar architect bear? Oh, Brazilian bear just said, like the Jews? Kind of, kind of, I guess. That's a hilarious point. I might lose a shackle for just thinking that that was hilarious. <laughs> well, what movie was that in where someone was like, most Jewish stories are about Jews tricking a much larger group of people into not killing them or something. I can't remember. It was fucking funny, though. Tricky little fuckers. Plenty of tall Jews I know. That's why it's funny. Dude, check out some Israelis. Check out some Assad guys. They're fucking lethal. Like, there's some Jews that are just specimens of men. And then, of course, you have the Sephardic Jews, like the Lev. It's a whole different group. Um, that's when it's more like, a, uh, more of a religion or more like a history. You know, the Ashkenazi Jews, there's not a lot of them. It's more Sephardic. Sephardics are more Mediterranean. They have that, like, uh, this more smooth skin and, you know, they just look like they're just like fucking just ready to move and dance. <clears throat> All right. What's up next? I was told that I am a redhead and Coulter. Oh, that's hilarious. That's from Jennifer. Hey, I got my coolest bear hoodie. Nice quality. I'm reading. Oh, yeah. If you want uh, one of those hoodies, uh, unbearable shop or unbearablestore.com. My boy Brandon is selling them. He does a great job. He also does uh, Crowder's merch. And uh, we're, we, we, he's got to fucking get the uh, Reluctant Warlord shirt going, though, Brandon. We text all the time now. And uh, maybe he's getting a little comfortable. That's why I try to... You know, let people know. They'll take the wrench anytime. Uh, I'm reading Peterson's 12 Rules of Life right now, up there with Black Rednecks, White Liberals, and Gulag Archipelago. Love from West Virginia, Future Esquire Bear. Oh, you're the man. Those are great books. Great books. Every book you just listed. I mean, Gulag Archipelago is almost impossible to, to read all three volumes, but I, I got through two and skimmed the third. Because it's so many words. And it puts you in such an emotionally insane place. 
that's when I first started hating uh, the left. Like maybe six months ago, there was a period where I kept being like, and the left, it was when I was reading Gulag or Maybe it was a year ago because you see it magnified in this book, what you see all around you all the time. And it's, uh, I guess if you really want to get nervous about the right, just read more about 300 and Sparta, but Sparta's way cooler than a gulag, man. Cause at least if you die, it was because you were weak, not because you were strong. Dude, the fucking Russians, the, the Soviets killed the strong. Ugh. Newsflash. I'm strong. All right. Because in order to fit in, you have to pretend like you're weak. Does that make sense now? Why every boy is acting like a soy boy asshole? It's because to fit in, you have to act weak. All right, let's keep going. Thoughts on Ping Trip's new saying he's going to shut down his channel because people won't give him cash. Seemed out of touch and needy to me. I like him. I'll give him cash. Uh, when you say needy, you got to understand that uh, that some people, that's that's what they do for a job. You know, imagine if you said it was needy if you're a construction worker and the construction worker doesn't get paid, uh, he's going to quit. It's like, that's needy. It's like, well, you know, he's also, he's also working for things that people like. And uh, I have to know more about it. I like the videos he makes. and He's a cool dude. He's done some good mashups uh, for me for nothing. So I'll send him money. But uh, he might have also just been feeling out to see how much you guys value it. You know, if, if, if people don't want to pay him, that's supply. That's market economics. That's um, that's uh, that's just the reality of life. But if they do, he can do more stuff. And uh, I support that guy. I don't know. He has to set up a way to do it where people get something for it. Uh, or he has a big enough audience where the ones that can uh, look long term and have uh, and have some just extra cash that they, they want to feel like they're part of, uh, of something that is fighting something that they can't stand. That's like what what my what my guys do. A lot of people that are um, donors to huge subscribe. Yeah, you get first shot at tickets, first shot at merch and stuff, but also a lot of people live a life where they have a, a great family, great job. They can't say what they really believe at work because um, because um, they'll get fired or ostracized, and they and and they've seen a lot of shit happening, or they're uh, they see the nihilism taking over the culture, and they don't have a big reach, and they see what I'm doing, and they feel that any support they can offer. Uh, helps alleviate that feeling of helplessness and it's accurate because it is helping you know if you contribute to something that's fighting something that you hate or saying something that you can't say it it gives you a a, a sense of peace and so that's one way to support yourself another way is super chats uh when you have a lot of people that want to write to you and you set up a uh, market economy where if you uh, give me a tip just like a piano player at a bar you know, I want to hear some Rolling Stones. Here's 20 bucks. You know, that's fucking beautiful. You know, and at the same time, I can keep my stuff available. Like it's, uh, you know, so if people don't have any extra cash or they're in a financial spot or they just don't feel like it. That's fine, too. So uh, 
I wouldn't call it needy because you have to understand people have to make a living and he's probably throwing that out there, but he probably feels a little exploited because the, the YouTube ads are like no money. The only reason I have ads that ever come up on mine is because if I don't, I can't uh, live stream. To live stream, you have to be a partner with YouTube, which means you have ads, right? A lot of my videos, the ads get taken down, obviously, but uh, for every thousand views, you get like a dollar. It's nothing. So you have to figure out a way to, uh, to uh, finance your channel. Like, uh, like, I don't care at all when they say your ads have, you've been demonetized. I don't care. I'm like, yeah, I wasn't counting on it anyway. You know, the biggest videos I've had, I've made like a thousand bucks on or two thousand bucks on, but they have to like push a million views. Um, long term, you can make some money on it, but to me, that's not even at all a factor in uh, my my career. You know. Uh, wow, that's it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The ads on YouTube. The only reason I'm even I even have ads on my video is if I didn't, I couldn't live stream. <clears throat> and it's it's uh, yeah. Oh, this is from Captain Spire. Just wanted to point out a good number of us never receive a notification for that this live stream. Keep an eye out on that and thank you for the stream. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've known that for a while. That's why I do it the same time every day. Because if not, I remember when I first started streaming, it would send a notification to everybody where I could be on my phone with my brother in his truck. I had like 30,000, maybe 15,000 subscribers. And I'd hit go live and it would just be like, now, I think a lot of them, this is for real. A lot of people check in on my page a lot. And when I go live, they tweet it out because uh, a lot of people are just as frustrated with the uh, censorship and the establishment nonsense as me. And they just make it their mission to fuck with, fuck with that and fight that. But the amount of notifications that get sent out on my page, given that I have 125,000 subscribers is laughable. And, um, you know, I could either just bitch about it or figure a way around it. And the way around it is the Unbearables app where you guys can communicate to each other at unbearablesapp.com. Um, Coddington's working on the bear cave, which is unreal. And it's not just about me. That's also going to have elements where bears can hire each other and exchange information and start working on projects. And it's all categorized based on what you want to do with your life. Um and consistency, doing it every day. Like I'm about to drive five hours to go do a show. Uh, I had to do the stream because if I start missing days, then people don't feel they can rely on it and they won't check back in at the same time every day. And then um, it'll go down. And lately I have been extra throttled, extra throttled. That, that Bourdain video and then just new policies at some of these streaming companies, I think they're starting to realize that by giving me strikes and by straight up censoring me, it had a Streisand effect a little bit. It, it rallied people a little bit and they don't want that at all. They want to just kill it. They want to kill me without making it obvious. And the way that, to do that is to make it so uh, it appears I'm not live. And the pussy move, if I only consume soy, I would say life is hard. I hate the left. I'm going to go play video games and watch pornography. No, you got to find your way around it. The way around it is always through uh, character, consistency, hard work, same bad time, same bad channel. Thanks, Batman Bear. All right, my AC went out. 
Send some of this tip to your Jew friends and tell them to send me some 70 degree weather. The house was 86 yesterday when I got home. It's going to take a lot of money to get uh, the Jews to change 16 degrees. Uh, but I'll talk to them. You know, it depends what kind of mood they're in. Depends what kind of horrifying holiday they're celebrating today. Just pin Owen's page on your browser. Oh, that's a good idea, Eric. Yeah, pin my page on your browser and check. No notification on today's uh, stream. Screw YouTube. Yeah, but see, we, we're better than that. We're better than just saying fuck them. We're going to get around it. So, yeah. Put this in a tab on your thing. Check in on it. Uh, dude, you're at home alone for a month. Watch your back. That's when, uh, that's when they suicide you. Well, I'm not on the level of being suicided, but I'm on the level of being uh, known by the high-level social media people as someone to silence at all times. Because I always grow. In Twitter, Facebook, not Facebook really, oddly. Uh, YouTube, um, iTunes, like my podcast, Why Didn't They Laugh? Subscribe. It's like I just have an ability of relating to people that they fucking hate. And so they always want to silence it. And there is a they. Obviously, there's a they. Look at how the media goes with the same fucking angle every single time something happens. The big story right now is the reveal that the FBI and the CIA uh, tried intentionally to make Donald Trump not president, even though he was elected. And all we're talking about is border policy. Uh, Can I be verified as... Fire Profit Bear. Welcome, Fire Profit Bear. I'm 5'11 with a 78-inch wingspan. What's yours? I don't know. I only think about my cock length and girth because I'm not a bat or a fucking bird. Uh, Keenan, how do you get a glorified bear title? I'm here every day lurking in the shadows, but I'd love to get a bear title regarding me being an EMT. Welcome, EMT Bear. That's how you do it. Enjoy. Enjoy, EMT Bear. Tom, I'm single again over my inability to lie about illegal alien BS. I'm willing to swap my Venice beach pad for the ability to speak my mind to a woman. Are red state women more rational? Help or my incel ghost will haunt you. Um, well, I mean, don't hang out with it like Venice bars. I'll tell you right now, one of my biggest cities of people watching me and following me is Los Angeles and New York. There's such a population there that there's good women everywhere. It's all about your habits. Like, where do you go? Do you meet, um, do you meet women at a, a bar in Venice or at church or at uh, a, a, a hiking trail? I don't know. That could be aggressive. Don't talk to women in the forest. Uh, or, you know, volunteering. Or, you know, you got to find the places where good people hang out. Because there's plenty of good women in Los Angeles and in Southern California. I met my wife in West Hollywood, California. You know, so you don't need to go to a red state. You have to change your behavior so that you're around uh, people that you share values with. And bear in mind, Beverly Hills voted for Trump. Orange County voted for Trump. All the farmland in California is all Republican. So uh, make it happen. You make it happen wherever you uh, wherever you are. But church is a great place because. Those values line up with uh, how you want to raise your family, which is the biggest, the biggest decision you'll ever make in your life is what woman you choose to have children with. And their values should line up with your values. If you have children with a woman who doesn't want a kid and is a train wreck, your life is going to be 
full of chaos and pain. If you have children with a woman, Amy told me that that even early on that she thought I'd make a great father. And she uh, one of the values she looked for in men is, is would you be a great father? So um, you want that. You want women that, that are blessed to have a child that feel they, they, they cry when the, when the pregnancy thing says negative. You know, you want a woman that, that can't wait to have another child. And, and, and although she can be stressed out and she can uh, be exhausted and she can be frustrated, you want a woman that, um, that loves family or else you're forcing or else you're doing to her what you feel people are doing to you, like how you feel about not being able to speak your mind about immigration. Imagine being a woman and not wanting to be a mom and having kids. Like she, you gotta think about what they go through. Like what if she just wanted to be one of these old whores that just runs around, <laughs> that just runs around trying to bang, you know, 20 year olds and cries at brunch. What if they want that? What if they're defined by their hats? Find a woman so good you don't even think about prenups unless you're like an heir to some fortune or some shit. But uh, I didn't get a prenup because I'm like, I'm not going into this thing like that. If, if we get divorced and I lose half my shit, money won't be my problem. Money won't be the thing I'm worried about. And that's just straight up. You can, you can think whatever you want. I'm not about to, uh, to judge you if you get a prenup. I have plenty of friends that get prenups, but I just think it's, uh, for me personally, I went in just full bore and I think that that is the way to do it. It's almost like... Uh, Batman getting out of Bane's cavern, like if he wore if he wore the seatbelt thing, if he uh, if he tied that rope to him, uh, he couldn't get out. He had to go bareback. He had to jump and grab that thing without the without the uh, the rope because you don't uh, you don't fully commit unless you know there's no way out. There's like Plan B is is dangerous for people, like. Um, There'd be certain armies that would fight backed up against a cliff because that way they couldn't flee. And that would be really terrifying for people. Uh, but again, prenups can be smart if that's how you think. Also, Jews naturally prenup. Ben Shapiro, all those guys, they all have that shit. Uh, which is probably why they're, you know, so wealthy and successful as a civilization. And given our current laws... Uh, Given our current laws, it sucks for men when it comes to divorce, obviously. But here's the thing. Prenups are just a piece of paper. And if you have a shit judge, it doesn't matter anyway. That's why you have to be so selective of what woman you marry. Because you don't even want to think about that shit. You don't want to even think like, what if she divorces me? Because then, don't, if, if that's even in your mind, not just as a normal like engineering thing. Like, what if? What's my thing? But if you think that that's a major possibility... Wrong chick. Okay. Westside Barrett. My year old granddaddy passed yesterday. A true legend. Ministry for 60 plus years and married for almost 70. I've been asked to speak. It'll be a large crowd. Any advice on cracking jokes at a funeral? Just be yourself. Westside Barrett, you're a comedy. You're funniest when you're dry. And for those of you that don't know, Westside Barrett is the, the one from all the, uh, the It's Time videos where he'd be like, it's time. You know, it, he was the abortion survivor. Hilarious. He has a beard, just plays it real dry. Uh, he's like, I don't trust myself to defend my family. 
I trust the government. That's West Side Bear. All right, so don't force the jokes, and uh, and you'll be fine. Just be as natural as possible. There's there's al- there's already a ton of uh, tension and sadness at a funeral, so people are dying to uh, to uh, to laugh or to feel relief. And so just the most yeah, tell stories about his life. Good idea. It's a good one. I like that. Stories about his life, quirky things about him. Uh, puns, says Fool Man Bear. I mean, I don't know. Puns are a hit or miss. Puns are, puns are good if you're capable of bombing them and admitting that they suck. But uh, I'm sorry to hear that about your grandfather, but it sounds like that's the best life you could have lived. And so uh, I don't mourn the loss of, of someone who, who lived such a great, such a great life. You know, I mean, that's every man's dream. Uh, English humor is sarcastic. Puns at a funeral, really? I mean, I don't know. I like puns. But not like dark. Don't do like dark puns. Don't be like... Uh, Big, I was just hammering a doornail with my grandfather the other day. I didn't know he'd be dead as one. You know, none of that. Tell funny stories. All right, check the bare phone. Ah, I don't have it today. Sorry, sorry. And I do have to drive. I have to drive to this show soon. Some people need levity at funerals and laughter works. Yeah, totally. China, which has no sense of humor, they hire strippers sometimes for funerals. It's weird. Because Chinese people don't really have a sense of humor for the most part. Some people don't have humor. I'm starting to realize that. And the internet just collides comedy with people that don't understand comedy. Um, and that's the real problem. I think comedy wasn't under attack for a long time. Because if you went into a, a comedy club, it meant you understood it. But now with the internet, if you don't understand sarcasm... And you see some of the shit I've written, you think the world is on fire. And, uh, and, and I get it. So, like, imagine, like, being only knowing classical music and hearing jazz and being like, what is this? These are not quarter notes and eighth notes and sixteenth notes. <clears throat> I have an extra ticket for tonight's CT show if anyone like it. That's Coder Bear. Yeah, and I will be at uh, Comics tonight in, uh, at Mohegan Sun Casino. So let Coder Bear know. I'm only staying the night there because some of you bears are going. I was about to just drive home after because it's not a full-blown bear event. But it's comedy. Same bad times. Bad. Oh, I got to get through these. All right, no notification today. Yeah, I read that. I can't believe a UFC fighter came out to Celine Dion. You called that a while back. That makes me laugh. Pretty soon a fighter will come out to the Muslim call for prayer. Yeah. Who came out to Celine Dion? I did call that. <clears throat> That's genius. You inspire me to be a better dad, husband, and human. Oh, thank you. Oh, dude. I, I even called Celine Dion. Maybe they saw that. Well, because a lot of fighters follow me because I've been on Rogan so many times. Maybe they saw that. Um, oh, well, thanks for saying I inspire you. Please don't ever become a troll in the future because I found that some people that really like me uh, can end up hating me. Did you miss my super chat or I'm an idiot? Uh, no, I, I answered yours like intensely about uh, about that YouTuber. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, be a good dad, be a good husband. That's the way you really change the world. It's not with a fucking app. 
All, app, all apps do is give you more ability to do what you already are. But it doesn't give any quality to life. You know, the train, the plane, TV, now 3G, 4G, 5G, 6G. All that does is give you, like, uh, like the printing press was huge. That was the internet at the one, at, uh, at, uh, at one point, you know, it's like, but the quality of life, like what you give to people, what you have to say, what you, what you resonate in this world has nothing to do with technology. It has to do with being a better dad or son or daughter or wife or mother or grandfather or a bearded, bearded, uh, lunatic about to talk at, uh, at a funeral. All right. Last super chat. BB, keep crushing. You've encouraged me to crush life better. Just started my own video stream today. Hope to back you with drums one day. Oh, that'd be awesome. And anyone in the Pacific Northwest, uh, I'm looking to really start collaborating with people. All right, I'm going to play you guys uh, that, that, that song again. I played in the beginning, but there was much less people because you guys helped write it. I'm going to let in my dogs, and then I'm going to say adieu. This is uh, Wish You Were Queer. We wrote it yesterday on the stream, and uh, this is the final. Thank you to everybody who helped write this. It was a ton of fun to work with you guys and uh, make something funny. I hope you enjoy it. So thank you and uh, comment in the comment section of this video, please. Lyrics to the next one for, uh, it's going to be called Comfortably Dumb. And it's going to be about someone on social media that thinks they know things that they don't. And they're real comfortable about it. Where it's like, there is no pain because I have a simple Google search. Be like, I was retweeted once by 
someone with a check mark. I don't know what economics are, but I know that I can get mad at stuff. Uh, I don't know. You get it. Because I want to do a whole, uh, I want to do a bunch of Pink Floyd covers. Um, I want to do a, a couple, a bunch of Pink Floyd covers about social issues. What, what else can we do? Someone was saying, uh, welcome to the machine was it one that I should do another brick in the wall. It's we need, uh, we need, uh, protected borders. It's like, Hey media, leave our wall alone or something. I don't know. We'll figure that out. Money would be funny. Funny. I don't get that. Punchlines scare me. So I'm going to take away your freedom. Funny. Uh, I don't think it is. And I get to choose what funny is. You've got a lot of fans, but I have a Twitter account. So I'm going to get you kicked out. You know, that could be funny. Uh, what's another one? Uh, oh, someone sent me one yesterday. It was like, it was about, I got a little black. Uh, it, it was, it's bordering on actually a little racist. I mean, it's funny, but it's, it's, I got a little black friend and then, and then I'm missing my bike. See, I don't, that was always about Mike Tyson's punch out. I don't want to actually like just constantly say that black people are stealing my bike. Um, that isn't really the goal of that, uh, of my uh, bike song. It was about uh, Mike Tyson's punch out. And I did have my bike stolen by a black guy as a kid, but I'm not looking to push that on the world. I'm not going to make a bunch of different songs about black people stealing bikes because white people do also steal bikes when they're on meth. I know a bunch of white bike thieves. Uh, and someone else just had another one. Oh, mother. What should mother be about? I, oh, I love that Stacy just wrote, careful, Big Bear. Oh, yeah, hit the like button. And when you comment, this, vi this video will be seen by more people and it will break through a lot of these uh, shadow bannings. And the fact that you guys subscribe and hit the notification bell and you can go and it doesn't even appear that I'm live right now is proof that it's a shadow ban. My roommate actually just got his bike stolen. Oh, interesting. Uh, in Comedy of Death, you mentioned that you had Wolf Parkinson White. I have this and I've had an ablation that made it worse. Did yours get solved? Mine got solved, thankfully. But it's not that big of a deal. It is in a sense, but it's not like uh It's one of those things that can kill you, but uh, probably won't. I don't know. But yeah, I had Wolf Parkinson White Syndrome. Mother, do you think... Oh, that's a funny one. Mother, do you think I'll meet my dad? Mother... Mother, why are you always sad? <laughs> Mother, why are you always at these stupid marches? Ooh, I, I wish I had a dad. Mother, but the joke is a gay couple. Mother, why do you have a dick? Uh, <laughs> single mother. Yeah, single mother is a good one. Mother, do you think we'll get a check this week? Us and them, and after all, they're just eating, they're soy eating men. 
Roger Waters is really messed up. I know he's he's fucked up, but uh, is the Wall, Dark Side of the Moon, uh, Animals, great albums and whatever. You know, Hitler was a good writer sometimes. Good speaker. Stalin was really good at math. Uh, you know, I, I can separate the uh, I can separate the skill from the man. Stalin was great with math. He was great at uh, calculating numbers. The Animals. Learning to Cry. That's a good song. Uh, Dark Side of the Moon will be good. Mother, do you think you can teach me to tie a tie? That's a good one. Stalin wasn't a genius. No. Stalin was like a just a thug. He was uh, middle management. He's the t tyranny of middle management. And I think that's one reason why they don't make as many movies about him. One, we sided with him and called him Uncle Joe for a disturbing amount of years. Uh, two, uh, you know, Jews do run the run Hollywood, so they want to get the Holocaust out as much as possible. But three, and I think even more true, is it's not sexy or exciting. It's, uh, it's just the evil of management. It's just the evil of centralized control run very badly. Uh, careful with that taxi, Gene. That's a good one. What about Shine On? Uh, shine On, you something about white people? Uh, now there's a look in your eye like you're always going to cry. Shine On, you uh, demonized white man. Uh, also, many Jews are communists. Many aren't, though. Many Jews are responsible for capitalism itself. So, you know, give credit where credit's due. Jews are, were fundamental building blocks in American capitalism. And for anybody that just dismisses me as a shill, you're retarded. Like, you're, you're doing just exactly what you think you hate. Are there Jewish communists? Yeah. A bunch of the Bolsheviks were wicked Jewish. And, uh, so? Like, that doesn't mean anything. A lot of the conquistadors were Christian. So, uh, Jews were fundamental at creating American uh, market economics. I mean, think what you want. The whole fucking best product wins the race. That shit that I'm all about because it's one of the only uh, things that's truly fair in this fucking world. We hate non-Jews still. Let's get over it. Well, it's been thousands of years. There's, there's, re there's a reason people hate Jews. And, uh, and there's a reason I address it fairly often is because it's human nature to hate groups that are outside that don't fully assimilate and um, are, are, have a culture of trading. Because when shit goes dark or when people feel uh, like there's no fairness or cultural cohesion, they start blaming the group of people that make money on trade because there's this weird thing where people don't understand that trade itself is a commodity. People can be like, well, you can't see trade. You can't touch trade. You can't wear trade. So it must be meaningless. They must be leeches. And that's not true. Uh, free market trade is what lowers the price of everything and why socialism is such a death spiral. Because if you have a group of people that make money on trading, they will accumulate stuff and then sell them for a much cheaper price than you would have got uh, paid if you had had to travel to all the places and get them in bulk and all that stuff. So trade itself is, uh, is a commodity. Now, 
are there rent collectors, rent seekers, people that do leech on the on people? Yes, and that only can exist and does exist because of the state. It only is with coercive force of taxes that that can even happen. So that's what you have to watch out for, not Jews. Jews simply have a culture. So do Greeks. So do uh, 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 Turks. So did uh, Mesopotamia. Like it was called uh, the crossroads of the world, the Middle East. They developed cultures of trading silk and shit for fucking money and gold in, uh, in Europe for thousands of years. Canadians are just retards. All right, much love, everybody. Have a great day. Hit the like button, comment, share it. Um, write funny uh, lyrics for Pink Floyd, and I'm going to comics. I'm going to be on a nice, strong drive. Uh, much love. And if you want to support the stream, hugepianist.com slash subscribe, patreon.com slash WDTL. Subscribe to Why Didn't They Laugh at uh, iTunes or Stitcher or Podbean. Um, good luck to Westside Bear. Uh, who's about to give, try to make a bunch of grieving people laugh, which honestly is very easy. So don't fuck it up. Just be authentic and, and, and positive and, and just your, your funny self. And uh, yeah, great hang, everybody. Peace.